If you don't have values, it's hard to feel valued. Do you recognize that God values you? Like he values you so much that he gave his one and only son to die for you. But so often in our world, we don't really focus on values. And therefore, oftentimes we don't recognize the value that God sees in us. And so as we kick off Vivid Church, we have four core values that we're gonna teach. And this is the thing, we want you to adopt these into your home if you don't have values in your home yet. These are values that are not only for a church, they're for us. It's for our lifestyle because we are the church. You are the church, I am the church. And so we're gonna take the next four weeks and go through all four of these. But the first one is we want you to be loved. Like think about that, to be loved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Do you feel that? Do you feel that you are loved? Do you understand the value? So like I, I'm into shoes, okay? Some of you know that, some of you don't. Hi, I'm Joe, I'm the lead pastor here at Vivid Church. I'm into shoes. So I actually have these boxes that my brother bought me that I store my shoes in because I value my shoes, especially, especially when you have little rugrats running around your house and they want to take them. Like my 18 month old son right now, he'll put on anybody's shoes. He puts on some sparkly rainbow shoes that are Vivi's. Uh, he'll put on some cowboy boots that are Gwen's. Uh, he'll put on some tennis shoes that are Kara's. He tries my slides on. So I put my shoes in a closet in a box because I value them. Now way more than I value my shoes, does God value you? That he values you so much that he wants you to know that you are loved. But isn't that hard for sometimes for us to walk in to just be loved? Doesn't it feel like so many times we have to uh, achieve love? Like even think about your spouse. When you started dating, you were showing off, were you not? Like I know some of you, right? Yeah, you're, like, you're showing off you're, the fancy dinner, opening the car door. Maybe one car door is jacked up, so she gets through one side. You know, as you open up, oh, don't go through that side. Let me get the door for you. Or you run to that side, open it really quick. Uh, you're trying to show off that you make sure you don't even eat anything at, at that dinner because you don't want to get like uh, the bubble guts. You know, like you don't want to like pass gas in front of her or anything. You want to make sure like I'm 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 showing my best. I, I'm trying to get her to approve me, to accept me, to receive me. It's achieving. Our whole life, we're looking at achievement, but not with God. God says, no, 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 before anything, I love you. I just love you. And that's hard for us to understand because even this past week, I got a text from two guys, different parts of the United States, and this is their text message. I wanna read you these, okay? One of the guys said, um, he, he's getting turned down from all these jobs in a lot of ways. It makes me feel like I've, I, I feel so much like my entire life not selected. He feels like his entire life he wasn't selected. Another, another guy said, please keep me in your prayers about my calling in life, man. Please, I just want to move away from my family and coworkers. They're all my enemies. They gossip about me. They mock God when I talk to them about the end of world or end of time prophecies. These guys are feeling tired. They're feeling worn out. They're feeling not selected. They're feeling not understood. They're feeling not loved. They're feeling like they have to achieve, right? The one guy trying to get a job, he has to achieve and try to show off something. The other one's just trying to be received by his family and he's not even being that. Like think about your life right now. Where are you feeling like you are striving for acceptance? Where are you trying to, to earn this acceptance? Maybe what's going hard right now in life is your marriage. 
Like marriage isn't easy. That's why Chrissy and I have a marriage ministry. If you're not following us, follow us on The Married Life. We're on TikTok. Uh, that's really, we, we post uh, the most content. Because marriage is under attack because the devil hates marriage. Is your marriage hard right now? Does it feel heavy right now? What about at work? Is your work hard right now? Is that heavy? What about just family life? That you're, you're trying to be a, a Christian and you're trying to lead your family, but your daughter's rebellious. Maybe your son is going off and he's trying to live the lifestyle that he wants to live. And you're like, no, 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 I know, I know what God has for you. I've already lived that lifestyle for so long, son. I'm telling you, it goes nowhere. Trust me, this is the way to go. The Jesus method, the Jesus way is the way to go. And you start carrying this burden, it's just heavy because you care so much for your son, for your daughter, for your spouse, for your coworkers. Maybe it's your health. Maybe you have a chronic illness and the doctor just told you, hey, you're just gonna have to live with this. You're always in pain. There are certain things that you can't eat that you see other people eating. You're like, I can't, I can't even do that. I can't even have ice cream. Like, you know, there's so much things in life that there's such a weight to life. There's so much that's constantly happening and then we just put more on ourselves thinking, well, I have to achieve this, this, and this, and this is hard, and this is hard, and this is hard. Surely, if there is a God in this universe, if there is a real loving God, I have to climb a mountain for him to recognize me, to uh, receive me, to love me. Because nothing else is free. Everything else is a pain. Everything else is a burden. Everything else takes striving. Think about your finances right now. We're in a, a time of inflation. Gas prices are crazy. The other day I spent almost $6 here in California for a gallon of gas. Like we get to a place where it's like, man, is there something else? Then there's, there's, there's the, the, uh, the political unrest, right? There's so many different things that happen in our world that it's just one after another, after another, after another. And it, it gets you thinking, doesn't it? It really gets you thinking. If the whole world is like this, if my world is like this, obviously I'm, I'm not doing something right for God. Or if, I, if he wants a relationship with me, I have to do something different. But that's not how it is at all. Can I read to you a scripture? Something that I hold on to, especially as I'm in this time of moving to a, a, across the country, literally across the country from Indiana to California, all the way across the country meeting new people, trying to figure out how I'm going to provide for my family, trying to connect with relationships that I don't have here anymore besides my wife and my kids and my mom. Other than that, my, my friends are thousands of miles away. There's weight that comes to that with starting a church, with being married, right? With raising kids in a, in a world where this culture here is the opposite of kingdom culture. There's a weight to that. I can relay or relate with you and the weight that you're feeling. And I bet you can relate with me with the weight that I'm feeling because I bet there's things I didn't even mention that you're feeling a weight to your life. But look what Jesus says. This is a message translation, it's so beautiful. Matthew 11:28, 28, verse 30. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Jesus is asking this question and we have to get honest with ourselves. Are you? Are you actually tired? Can we be real? Can we say that we're tired? I remember before where it was almost like cliche, like you can't say you're tired, you know, and everyone's busy, right? Like if I'm asking you, how's life busy? 
What's, what's your weekend look like? Yeah, it's pretty full. You know, like, like there's no, like, can we just be honest? Like, I'm just, I'm tired. I drove across country. I'm tired. Now I'm getting ready to preach. I'm tired. We, we, our mattress still hasn't arrived. We've been sleeping on a couch and an air mattress. Uh, it's uncomfortable. My son is getting used to the new house, so he's not sleeping well. Like, I'm tired. Last night, I was on the phone with Kara trying to help her uh, as she landed back in Chicago get to the air or get to where her car is. I'm tired. Can we just be honest? Listen, I really believe that the reason that this is put here in the message translation and asked this way, are you tired, worn out, burned out in religion, is because God wants you to be honest. Can you just be honest with yourself? Can you be honest with me? Can you be honest with your spouse, with your friends? Can you be honest? Yeah, I'm tired. I am worn out. Life is heavy right now. As a matter of fact, I am burned out on religion because I've tried and tried and tried, but I still don't feel like I'm taking any steps. Can we just be honest that sometimes it can feel like that in our relationship and in, in, this, in, this, in, in this spiritual life that we are pursuing? Look what he says. He says, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. Can I just ask you, just honestly, what do you try to recover your life in? Like for me, it's football. Like I love, like like literally college football is, I think like, uh, I don't know, nine days away, maybe 10 days away. Uh, I'm, I work right outside where the uh, the Chargers actually uh, have their training camp and everything. Like I am so ready for football season to begin. Like even this morning, the Dallas Cowboys were walking out of the Chargers facility because they were doing a joint practice or something. Like I, I that fulfills me, but does it really? You know what it really feels like? It's it's almost like a checkout thing. Like this is how I check out. Do you ever do that? It's kind of like this: when you're so exhausted and you go on vacation and you think the vacation is going to refill you but the vacation actually drains you even more because you take your kids to disney world and disney world is wild there is no relaxing in disney world you got to plan everything you got to schedule everything you got to be running around then you got people trying to run you over in disney world it's like i thought this was the happiest place in the world why are you trying to run me over with your your uh, your 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 stroller like hey you got a child in that thing and you're trying to hit me with it you need to calm down and then we get back and we got to go back to work we're like oh, i need a vacation from my Vacation, yes, of course you've said it. I need a vacation from my vacation because we try to find peace in all these other things, in football, in vacation, in hobbies, in eating. But Jesus says, come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. He's saying here, you're loved, just be loved receive that love. It's not about you achieving. It's not about you striving. It's about you just being with me. It's just about you being with me. He says, I'll show you how to take a real rest, not a Disney rest, not a beach rest. And listen, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this. There ain't nothing wrong with the beach. Okay. I now live in a beach community. There ain't nothing wrong with the beach. Okay. I love the beach, but even when you're at the beach, have you ever done this? You go to the beach and because of the sun and the waves, and the swimming, again, you get more exhausted being there. He's saying, I'll show you how to take a real rest. Now, here's another question, okay? This is, this is pushing back on you and pushing back on me. Is there a possibility that you and I are struggling with real rest because we don't know how to Sabbath? 
And maybe you're like the first time you're ever watching this and you're hearing about Sabbath, you're like, I don't even know what a Sabbath is. A Sabbath is our day that we're supposed to put aside to give to God. See, God tells us to give our 10%, right? When it comes to money first and the rest will be blessed. What if God is telling us, hey, if you give me your Sabbath, the rest will be blessed. Maybe you feel so exhausted throughout the week because you're not actually giving me your Sabbath. You're not giving me your first that day of rest. Instead, because it's a day off, you got to find yourself striving. You know, right now I'm going on this kind of journey of just studying what it looks like to have a four-day work week. I know some of you are like, that's crazy. And I get it too, because I'm planting a church. I don't see it happening right now, but I'm studying it. Because I'm like, how can I get enough done in four days that I can actually take a Sabbath, right? That's not my day off when I have to do yard work, when I have to go grocery shopping, when I need to uh, fix up the house, when I need to work on things, but you know, at the house, but I can actually take a Sabbath and actually rest. That's just me, I'm just teaching you what I'm doing. So if you're trying to figure that out too, and I know some of you are gonna call your boss, like I need a four day work week, good luck with that bro. <laughs> um, he says, I love this part, walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. That's it. Do you see how Jesus is loved? Can I explain it to you real quick? It's very simple. Jesus would get alone first thing in the morning with his heavenly father. Then he would minister throughout the day. Then in the evening, he would get alone with his heavenly father. That's what it looks like to actually walk with Jesus, to look like Jesus, to work with Jesus. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. This is how he did it. He would spend time with God. Can, I just, can we just be real with each other? What does your time with God look like? If being loved by God is a value, it's a value here at Vivid Church. If it's a value to you and your family, how do you actually model that value? Again, earlier I talked about my shoes. The way that you can tell that I value shoes is they are in a box and they are in my closet. They are protected. Have you protected your time with the Lord? Have you protected your time with the Lord? And I'm telling you what, because I can get very um, in the mode of it's got to look like X, Y, and Z. You know, it's got to fit in this box, okay? But I'm even trying to get to a place where when I'm having my devotional time, it's not necessarily just in my home. It's throughout my day. So like even on the drive here today, I was praying because I'm like, oh, okay, I know I'm going through 1 Timothy. So we're going to do a 1 Timothy series right now. Me and Chrissy are just doing that as a Bible study right now, but I'm going to do a teaching and we're going to go through the book of 1 Timothy. I'm really excited about that. And then also on TikTok, I'm talking through Matthew, but then on the drive here today, the Lord laid on my heart, uh, the fruit of the spirit. And so I started uh, meditating on that and I shared about that on TikTok. So even on my drive in today, I was praying and thinking about the fruit of the spirit and that out of the fruit of the spirit, we have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. But if there's not love, all those other things fall apart. Like try to have joy without love. Like it's the first, like it's the second one, like love, joy, okay? How to have, try to have joy without love. Try to have peace without love. How do you have peace without love? And here's the thing, the reason that love is number one, because God is love. So if you and I are not growing in our relationship with God, if we are not drawing closer to love, how can we actually know how to love? So that's why we have to, <laughs> that's why we have to make Jesus not the first part of our day, but all day to understand what love is and be loved by him. Because when Jesus himself was drawing close to the heavenly father, he was getting filled up to go pour out. He filled up to pour out. So when we fill up, we can fill up so we can have love to pour out onto our family, onto our spouse, onto our children, onto our coworkers, onto um, the baristas at the, uh, the beanery that I'm working at. 
We can learn how to actually have that love fill us up and pour out. I'm telling you, God loves you so much. He loves you because He loves you, because He loves you, because He loves you, because He loves you. I believe this. I don't even know if this is biblical. Go search it out. Send me back a message. Tell me if I'm off or not. I believe God has a purpose for every one of our lives. But I also know He gives us free will. But I also know that God is sovereign over everything. So even though we have free will, he knows everything because he's in our present, he's in our future, he's in our past. He is, he, he is outside of time and space. That is how God works, okay? I believe that even if you sit here and you are just loved and receive love, but you never pour out, God still loves you. He's not looking for you to do X, Y, and Z. But I also believe that the more you fall in love with God, the more that you receive his love over your life freely, the more that you naturally want to pour that out. That's what I believe. So you might even be saying, I don't know what the purpose of my life is. I don't know, I don't know where I'm supposed to go, the directions. Oftentimes it's because we're not sitting and being loved on by our heavenly father. Like imagine if you were just sitting and just taking time to be loved on. And you learn today like I did. So I was just meditating on the word today as I was driving, talking about, literally praying with God about the fruit of the spirit. And then because I was talking with him about it, on TikTok, I was able to share about it. Then on the Married Life TikTok, I was also sharing about the fruit of the spirit, which led me uh, to 1 Corinthians of talking about love and what love is, that love is patient, love is kind, and going through that whole thing and talking about how that looks like in marriage and what we need to do for marriage. So again, as I'm being filled up and I'm just sitting in his presence, he's filling me up and it naturally will pour out. Now, I'm not telling you to start a TikTok account. I'm not telling you to be a preacher. I'm not saying all that, but I am telling you, love naturally flows out of love. Love flows out of love. And that is what God wants you to know. And that's why Jesus says, if you get away with me, if you walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Watch how Jesus does it. And here's the thing, guys, I wanna, I wanna encourage you with this. Go into the gospels and see how Jesus lived. He's teaching us here, Matthew eleven twenty, message translation, how to love him or how, how, how to look like him. He's saying, watch me, work with me, watch how I do it. Go into your Bible. I'm telling you what, there is a study shown that like the once a week Bible, that it really doesn't do enough. Even this right here, it's not enough. Twice a week, three times a week. It's not until you're in the word four times a week that you begin to see your life grow so much in every area. Relationally, health-wise, uh, uh, um, with your, uh, uh, your spouse. I mean, I, I'll do a teaching on that too, but it's amazing to see getting the word four or more times per week. Let's keep going because I'm running out of time here. You gotta listen quicker. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Do you hear that? Grace, not achieving, grace that's given freely, grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That is how you're loved. That's how you receive loved. That's how you are loved. Not having anything ill-fitting, heavy, but keeping company with God 
and learning how to live freely and lightly. See, life isn't about striving. It's about striding. Can I tell you the definition of striding? Striding is to walk with long, decisive steps in a uh, a specified direction. You have a specific direction. That's what Jesus is saying. Hey, stride with me. Walk with me. Strutting. Listen to strutting. Strutting is walking in vain, pompous bearing as with um, uh, the head erect, chest thrown out, as if expecting to impress observers. God has not called us to stride, or sorry, to strut. He's called us to stride with him, to walk with him. A reason that you might be not feeling loved by God, a reason that you might feel like there's so much on you, so much weight, is because you're putting the weight on you instead of waiting on God. You gotta go back to your relationship with your spouse or maybe you don't have a spouse yet. Maybe you want a spouse, you want a future wife, a future husband, whatever that looks like. Can I just tell you, in their relationship, you'll wait on them. You'll wait on them. You'll wait for that love to be cultivated. Love is like a seed. It's gotta be planted, it's gotta be nourished, it's gotta be in the right soil, it's gotta be water, it's gotta have the right sunlight to see that right fruit bear. That's how it is in marriage. That's how it is in our relationship with God. God wants you to know how much he loves you, but you're not letting seed take root. You're not letting the seed germinate. You'll read one scripture and just get on with your day. You won't sit and just say, God, just fill me up, fill me up, fill me up. Love me, love me, love me. I want you, I want you, I want you, because that's what he wants to do for you. Now imagine this. Imagine this value of be loved, part of Vivid Church, becoming part of your family. Think about your children and how they are trying to gain followers. Can I just tell you, we have 70,000 followers on The Married Life. It does not make me feel any more loved. It, It does not. You can tell your children that. They probably won't believe it until they experience it themselves. Followers do not make you feel a certain way, right? It's sitting with God and being loved and knowing it's not about achieving, it's not about that, it's about receiving, receiving his love. Imagine if you're your spouse, who's maybe far from God right now, if their life was changed and they would just know that they're already accepted, that they're loved, that it's not about achieving, it's about receiving. What about your friends and family? What about those closest to you? that they, they don't, aren't walking with Christ, but if they just knew, no, 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 hey, listen, church isn't about you getting your, your act together. Christianity isn't about you getting your act together. It's about knowing that you have a heavenly father who loves you. Because I'm telling you this, guys, when you recognize how much you are loved, you begin to naturally change, right? The flesh, the carnal flesh begins to die. We begin to put that into submission because we say, I wanna look more like Jesus because I see how much he loves. Again, God is love. I wanna look like love. I wanna look like God. What would it look like? If we walked this out and we talked with this, with our friends and family, you know, we all have love languages, quality time, words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service. Can I tell you God's love language? It's you, your God's love language. He loves you because he loves you, because he loves you, because he loves you, because he loves you. So this is what I want to do as we end today. 1 John 4, 19 says this, we love because he first loved us. He loves you. I want you to receive that, knowing you are loved. Would you pray with me? This is what I want you to do. 
You can pray silently. If you're in your car right now, you can pray out loud. Uh, if you're with a group of people, you guys can hold hands, you can not hold hands, do whatever you want. But I want you to say, God, I want to feel your love. God, I want to feel your love. God, I want to feel your love. And just sit, just wait, wait upon the Lord. God, I thank you for the person on the other side of this camera that you love so dearly, that this week, God, that they would spend quality time with you and recognize how much they are loved by you. Not, not because of what they do, but because of who they are, a son, a daughter, the most high, in your name, amen. Hey, so I want to give you some practical steps for this week, okay? I want to give you a couple verses. I want you to read one. I want you to go back and read this, okay? Matthew 11, 28. You can read in the message translation, multiple translation. I want to teach you guys something, okay? I'm going to wrap up with this, practical steps, okay? I want you, number one, to read these scriptures, write them out daily, talk about them with your family, okay? Romans 5, 8, 1 John 4, 19, like I just read, Matthew 11, 28. All of these talk about love and how much God loves us. I want you, okay, this is the SOAP method, ready? S-O-A-P. Observe. Each one, as you're reading these throughout the week, observe what's it speaking to you. Observe that, okay? Then I want you to talk with a friend about that scripture. Talk to a spouse, talk to your children, whoever's in your life that you could talk to about this. Then I want you to tell them how you can apply it to your life. S-O-A, A is application. And then P is pray. Take time to just sit in his presence and to pray that scripture over you and to ask him. And then this is the last one, ready for this? I want you during your prayer time this week to ask God this, this is big. God, what do you love about me? God, what do you love about me? Some of you, he's gonna say, I love your smile. Some of you, he's gonna say, I love your laugh. Some of you, he's gonna say, I love the way that you run. I love the way you tell jokes. I love how hard of a worker you are. I love how much you love your family. I love how much you love spending time with me and worshiping me. I love seeing the way you worship. Maybe you're an artist and that's what he loves, the way that you actually worship um, through drawing. I don't know what it is, but get alone with God and ask him, God, what do you love about me? I bet he's gonna let you know. Hey, thank you again for joining us for Vivid this week. We'll be uh, back next week with our second one. So again, our four core values, be loved, love Jesus. We're going to talk about loving Jesus next week. What does that look like? Again, as you are loved, love begins to pour out. Be loved. The third one, love people. And the fourth one, serve your world. Next week, we're going to talk about loving Jesus. Thanks, guys, for joining us today.